You're such a classy lady. <laughs> classy ladies chew gum because you're not know, like waitresses and stuff. It was that or brush my teeth, and I chose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Altoids. Ah, uh, the new oral one. <laughs> Here you go, you slob. <laughs> oh, this is very thick. All right. Are we ready? Boo. Badu. 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 Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. Uh, I am joined today with my uh, partner in crime, Jaren. How are you today, Queen? I wouldn't say partner, don't you? Co-sign me on your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Lucy Wack in the back. Hi, Lucy. Hi. So we're going to talk about sex, baby. No, ma. I know. How do you wow. feel about that? Well, I'm a Christian woman, so I don't really talk about it that often. But that means that you let them that you let them fuck you in the ass and not in your vagina. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You got to maintain that virginity. Is that what you do to maintain your virginity, Lucy? I don't try to maintain it. <laughs> just give it out there. Just throw it's my that. Gift to the world. Just throw that punani around. So now we all know. <laughs> we all know that uh, that I am working my dream job. Right now. Yes, what's that? Bartending. Uh, I'm bartending <laughs> at a local establishment here in Chicago known as the Lucky Horseshoe Lounge. Um, I left eight years of corporate America. Yeah, girl. And got the job at the shoe. Watch your feet, queen. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I literally could not be happier with where I work. <laughs> For so many reasons. Like, I've been drinking at the shoe for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've been to the shoe, right, Shay? Yes, girl. It's one of my new favorite spots in the strip. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you have, I mean, and you already have, like, that dark history with it. Like, you've, you've been scandalous in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I've the- always <laughs> been a lady whenever I've gone into the shoe. I don't know what you're talking about. That's how you know you've made it in the shoe. And, like, when you've had, like, a really drunken mistake. When you're a part of the shoe legacy is when you've done something that you don't remember clearly enough but that everyone else does <laughs> everyone else does like I know mine was when I made out with um someone that was there like hardcore and then I took them out of the basement and I don't really remember doing that and then like the next day I come to work and everyone's like oh queen oh we saw you making out with that dude Hard for you, so always making out with boys, aren't you? On the job, I always am, girl. Always. I mean, half the time when I come in there, you're not even working. Is that why you like it so much? It's not happened one time. Just get to- oh. one time. Anyway, we're not going there. Well, listen on today's show, and I was listen. They did tell me to sit down. That was true. Why did they tell you to sit down? Too? I was too drunk to work. Okay. I was too drunk to work. Apparently, I was at one point standing and looking at the computer screen for like five minutes and scratching my head. And the bar back was like, Tony, why don't you just go have a seat? And the whole time, I thought that I chose to sit down. I thought that that it was my decision. And then I walked in and shamed him, and he got back up and started working. I did. I should not have. I should not have done that. 
But today on the show, we are going to talk about sex. And I um, bring up the shoe because the shoe is a male uh, go-go bar. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to straight, say strip club, but we can barely get the boys to dance, let alone take off clothes. All right? <laughs> so we just prop them up there in their panties, yes. and that's where we leave it. Just let them um, So we're going to talk today uh, to a couple of uh, dancers from the shoe. Um, and as well as we have a dominatrix that we're going to speak to today because there is nothing more fascinating to me. Oh, and we were going to have a porn actor, but uh, he ain't shown up. So I don't know where he is, but I'm assuming it's because of his dark choice and lifestyle as a porn actor. <laughs> <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to talk to... Um, a living legend. I cannot tell you how unbelievably happy I am to have him in my apartment right now because this man fascinates me. So when we come back, we're going to meet Frank, the oldest living dancer in Chicago. <laughs> we'll be right back. Need something to do in between watching RuPaul's Drag Race and Scandal? Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, we are back. Do you like legends, Shay? I love legends. Lucy, how do you feel about legends? It's the best show ever. Oh. <laughs> you know it is. You know it is. When Joe Collins and Linda Evans, that shit gave me an erection. Um, well... <laughs> Today we have, uh, we're, okay, we're going to only use first names to, you know, keep these boys uh, innocent and safe. Because some of them have boyfriends and other ones have other jobs. But I would like to introduce to you, I mean, it's safe to say you're the longest member of the Lucky Horseshoe family outside of the owners, correct? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank. <laughs> yes. Frank is in my home <laughs> I mean, that is all that applause is so worth it. Frank, thank you so much for coming in and talking uh, to us today. Tell us how long you have been at the Lucky Horseshoe Lounge. Um, I started a year after they opened, so 90. I think they opened in 89. <laughs> So, so you started there in 1990. Yeah. And now it is 2013. Right. And now it's been a consistent job for all that time, right? Well, I've been, uh, I started off as a, as a dancer, dancer like a hip hop clubs. And then I went to Lucky Horseshoe. And then from there, you know, I would go to either Bijou, then back to Lucky Horseshoe, then to another club, then back to Lucky Horseshoe, because you have to be uh, an exclusive dancer at the Lucky Horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did? Wait, the Bijou has dancers? They used to. Or back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I, I did four years there before the, the entertainment manager uh, went to New York. Now, how long have you been in Chicago? All my life. You've been here your entire... Born and raised. Yes. So, all right. And, and uh, it's, it's also, you are an actor as well, right? right. So, okay. And a hip-hop dancer? Oh my god, I'm learning so much shit right now. Girl, you're getting all the team. I'm learning so much shit right now. I'm so excited. I don't even know what to ask. I'm like, I don't even know what to ask him. 
Um, what the hell made you decide to go to the Lucky Horseshoe? And, yeah, go ahead. Let's start there because I gotta know so many things. Well, it had <laughs> happened. Uh, all the the hip hop dance jobs were drying up for guys, and they were just hiring girls then for all the clubs. And I think my last gig I had was at Roscoe's, an underground dancer night. And I was working a, a box there. And uh, yeah, that job dried up after a while. And so now I go, well, I need another dancing job because I really love dancing. Uh-huh. And then I saw the forever ad that Lucky Horseshoe runs. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this up classic. What was it like when you first got there in 1990? It was... Uh, was it the same color on the inside? It was pretty much the same. It looked exactly <laughs> the same, except it was uh, a, a lot of old, old people were there. Like, so if, if they didn't look 80, they were 80. <laughs> so nothing's changed. <laughs> if you're going to have a one-liner girl speak out, I'll, <laughs> I'll steal that shit. I'm going to need you to be present. I know. Y'all um, doing that to color folks for years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you did not have the back bar, right? It wasn't as big as it was. Right, it was yeah. just that front bar. Just the front bar, right. Tell us about some of your colleagues that time. Like, what were the people like? Like, because... It's been around for 25 years, and to be quite honest, it just started looking up about three years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd they, say they, they, they nine months ago. Like, tell us about tell us about the people that worked there and like what it was like in the 1990s. It was it was uh, I guess because it was just one bar, it was just more crowded. I mean, it would there would have there would be a line to tip you. Yeah, wow. and then people would, it would be like standing room only. People would be standing up against the wall all the time. Yeah. Now, it was funny because <laughs> recently we were working and uh, you were talking to another dancer. I, I was just made privy to the story, so it could be a lie. It, come from, it came from a dancer, so God only knows if it's true. Um, but it was like talking about your fan base and how yeah. you had said that, well, all of them are dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the. the because what, what he asked me was, he, he says, so how's, how's the money since, since you started? You know, it's, it's probably gotten lower now, now that you're older. And I go, no, the opposite has happened. I'm making more money now than I was when I first started. And then, and then he goes, oh, he goes, I thought you'd make more money because of your, your, your base of customers. I go, they died already. <laughs> I, Why so, do you think it is that you make more money now than you did when you were younger? There's, there's no, never any science to it, to why you make money and why you don't make money. It just happens but now but this is this job has been able to float you along um out and you know as you know outside of your acting gigs like right is is this all you do yeah oh nice and it's just basically having a low overhead that's what the trick is to anything so then as long as you're living above your means then you're fine yeah which we know (laughs) that you don't you're fine you're a very frugal person uh Lucy, from a female lesbian perspective. Which isn't much of one on my <laughs> I mean, good luck finding one of them in a bar. Um, <laughs> you come to our re auditions because Miss Xander Farallon, who is a fabulous drag queen She's here all in right. Chicago, <laughs> if I do say so myself, hosts um, an event quarterly every three months uh, um, called the re auditions, where you all have to re audition for a place on the roster for the right. next. Uh, Lucy, tell us about because you like you love it, right? I love it too. I love that night, mm-hmm. and I love going with Shay especially. Yes. Um, I think what I love about it is 
just the kind of competition feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. this is the chance for all the dancers to really prance and show it off. Mm-hmm. Because on a regular night, I don't know how much they're really trying. No. <laughs> <laughs> I work Wednesdays, trust me. <laughs> they're barely standing, actually. But I think what I love about it is the scorecard. Yeah. Is that they want my opinion, and they also want constructive criticism. <laughs> I love giving criticism. Now, now, have they had that re-audition this whole, like, your entire time there, or is this something that's fairly new? Um, yeah, they started doing re-auditions, um, I think, when Micah came back on board. Well, came on board, so that was, like, five years ago. But before that, we never had re-auditions. No. What do you feel about the re-auditions? Do you think it's something that's fun? Um... Now it's 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 great fun. Uh, I enjoy it. it. The only bad thing is 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 we don't get paid for it. <laughs> That's the only downside for it because oh, and, I, and I but I sort of blame myself because I created that monster because what what I, what had happened was we were doing the re-auditions you know once every six months once a year and then I decided one time I go you know I'm just gonna tell all my customers you know if you want to see forty dancers. Be here at five o'clock on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I created a monster because all these people showed up and they made money, and then ching, let's do this it's one of the every most three months. It's and one of the yeah. most popular, and now yeah. they have, and now they have a queen house. Now. <laughs> like, they're turning that to a circus yeah. show. <laughs> um, what has kept you at the shoe for so fucking long, Frank? Um, well, because I like dancing, so that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. So I just. I just really always like dancing. Well, you do kill it, Frank. See? There you go. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like push-ups. <laughs> you do like kickbacks. I'm like, oh, I am telling you. I'm no. telling you. For some, now, are you are you quiet about your age? Do you not reveal your Oh, no. I, I, I'm 53. Shut up. 53 years old and still shaking his ass. His tan lined ass. <laughs> Why is it that you don't tan your butt in the shape of underwear that you actually wear at work? <laughs> it's hard to talk. Because the whole purpose of the tan line was so people would know that I have a tan. Otherwise, they just think it's my natural color. <laughs> so now I get compliments. Hey, great tan. Now, has there been any negative kickback to working at the shoe? Um, not really. Um, I one time I was uh, working at Navy Pier, and uh, I guess the guy that saw the ad in for the Lucky Horseshoe was a full page ad. It was me dancing. See Frank Latin's intensity. It said, mm-hmm. and it was a full page of me in in, in a G string. And he thought it would be funny to tape it to my locker at work. But I wasn't at work for two weeks. So everyone at Navy Pier, I mean, everyone, like the people that work in the office, came down to the to the actors' lockers. And it was like just a showing. Everyone just came looking at oh. <laughs> Everyone knew what my other job was. You were yeah. getting objectified at your non-objectifying <laughs> job, right? Yeah. Now, you're a stand-up comedian now. Yeah, well, I used to do stand-up before I worked at Navy Pier, and then now I'm not at Navy Pier, so now I'm doing stand-up again. How much of your lifestyle from the shoe is incorporated into your act? Uh, pretty much none. Really? I, I, I haven't grown to that area yet. All the that you work with at the Lucky Horseshoe, and you're not making fun of even one of them? Shut up, Jared. Shut up. I'd say you are, but you won't. And it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing? No, not, not, 
all right, I'll give you some. I'll text you some jokes. I'll email you some <laughs> jokes about some folks. You can steal them. You can mop them up. Um, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk to one of the youngest and cutest and freshest yeah. dancers, our future Frank. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. The only pure thing that Tony Soto likes is cocaine. <laughs> Sometimes not even then. Girl, I'll take a cut with baby laxatives. I ain't scared. Keep she, the weight off. She's trying to start that new summer diet. <laughs> cocaine and X-lax. <laughs> the new diet. All right, we are back for our sex show. Uh, I got the Saudi Arabia. Sex show. Sex show. show. Talking about sex. (laughs) (laughs) Next, she's going to throw a Tupperware party. (laughs) Well, that's why everyone has to be out by one because I have people, I have girls coming in. So now we have uh, an addition. Uh, uh, We have one of the newer dancers. Uh, little Danny. Hi, Danny. Hello. Hey, Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Danny, how long have you been at the Lucky Horseshoe? Too long. That's not <laughs> true. Too long. Listen to her. Tired already. The 1990s. <laughs> I know. I actually was born in 89. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so I was like in diapers. Yeah. Frank was first the I know. So how, how long have you been there, Danny? Um, it's been about a year and uh, two months or so. Okay. A year and a couple months. And where are you from originally? I am from Denver, Colorado. So what uh, brought you uh, to Chicago? Well, um, outside of dancing at the shoe, I actually danced professionally. Um, and I came here for a summer intensive program with a company called Deeply Rooted Dance Theater. Um, after the intensive was over, they offered me a contract, and so I ended up just staying. I never went back home. So was it not your intention to, to be living here, no. ultimately? You no, were going to come I, uh, here, do that, and no. then you were going to go back? Yes, no. I was going to go back home. I had a, a job back home, actually, a, a dance job. It just wasn't contracted, so I was able to leave and uh, move here. Wow. Now, wow. how did you hear about the Lucky Horse Show? Um, actually, it was taken in there by a couple of my friends. And I how it starts. <laughs> I didn't know it was a strip club. Honestly, I was so drunk. I wasn't even paying attention. It was like one of my first weeks here. And um, I was in the back, had no shirt on. I was dancing with my friends. And the bartender was like, you need to work here and get paid for this. You dance better than these boys. And I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, t- I look around. I'm like, oh, there are naked men everywhere. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I can do this. Like, you know? <laughs> and um, so went to an audition and got the job. Wow. And so um, as one of the newest dancers that we have at the shoe, um, I mean, you've only heard about its sort of past, right? Like, like the, the history of the shoe. Because uh, like when I started, I just remember when I started going to the shoe... <laughs> I remember, uh, 
like, there was this guy, there was a stripper. You could smoke in the bars then. And it was, yeah, it was that's right. Really, I remember was, that. It was really the guy who like was like he was on heroin, and I yeah, totally. I was thought that had the cigarette hanging out. I was totally into it. I went him. home with him, and I found, and he was like living as a kept boy in some hoarder's house, and I was like, um, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have the fun real quick because I'm not gonna stay here very long. But he's um, every senorita needs her cowboy. <laughs> but he's just like smoking on stage and like I mean you could find a track mark and, like you could throw a pebble and hit a track mark so like you're you're more you're there I googled it and I yelped it and everything once I got the job and, and the what, reviews what? were awful oh my god <laughs> it literally almost scared me away from working there I mean like they were talking about how the boys were like meth heads and like how you could probably like get a VJ in the back for fifty bucks. Probably. Like, you get a Why would that be? <laughs> fifty bucks. Yeah. I'm like, that's that tourist price. I'd do it for a tarot. For <laughs> <laughs> a compliment. It was. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny when smartphones first came out, the Palm Pilot, and you would, uh, they had a thing on for Metromix or whatever, you could Google uh, clubs, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they had a country club, whatever, you know, and then they had sleazy clubs, and it was lucky where she was listed as sleazy yeah. clubs, <laughs> and, and we wear that with pride. Hands down the grossest bathroom. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Well, that's because, listen, we have clientele that don't know how to fucking act. All right, I know. we do our best to keep shit in order, and it's the drunks that come in there. That well, fuck how it about all you up. install a non-swinging door to the bathroom and let that? But then, how else are you gonna peek at dick? <laughs> yeah. See, we that keep those sleaze pants. Absolutely, and I wear that badge with pride. I love the fact that I work at a sleazy ass <laughs> Now, but you are, but the, but the thing is, is this is what we're going into. Like, it's been on an upward movement. Yes, you it know, is. it's like so. You're now there, and I was just having this conversation last night with a client. I was like, Do you remember when the turnaround was so much? Because I was like, I'm tired of seeing these bitches. I need a new face, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he's like, Yeah. And I was like, Because it used to be people would come work a day and leave, but now it's a good job. Yeah. And people are staying. Like, oh, dancers yeah. are actually staying. Yeah. Like, what has it been I, like for you? I mean, I work three days a week and make more than enough money to support everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I being a professional dancer um, and having to, you know, have so, so much of a flexible schedule when shows come up, you know, we have extra rehearsal, we have tech time, we have to be at the theater, mm-hmm. you know, all that comes into play and to have a job where I literally put my schedule in a week before I mm-hmm. work. It's mm-hmm. really convenient. Like I said, the money's amazing, you know, um, and it's fun. I mean, I get to go to work and get drunk and run around in underwear <laughs> and dance and look in the mirror, which is what I'd be doing at home. And, <laughs> so, I mean, and she can drink a lot of tequila. And if <laughs> you don't know Danny, he's like four feet tall. And he will just suck down Patron like it's nobody's just, and just like be sucking on Corona bottles. <laughs> like a boss. Like a fucking boss. <laughs> now, you mentioned that you're a professional dancer. Yeah. Um, does working at the shoe bring you uh, concerns involving your professional career? You know, I was actually because I know that you were. I, a little I almost didn't do the show yeah. today. Um, but since I found out it was just um, audio, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's when I sign a contract with the company, they own my image. Because um, when they put me on stage or when they put a poster of me or whatever the case may be, um, 
So I like. Yeah, after- she mentions that, but I also <laughs> want to mention that Danny uh, took part in a video uh, for Xander Fairlawn, and uh, this, this is she's on the internet now. <laughs> and check out the video and see how concerned she is about her image. <laughs> this is true. Sometimes you have to bend the rules. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, it, it's just. I mean, I think it just depends, and that's where like some of the lines are there. I think are like really fuzzy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and. I I think it just, uh, yeah. So what are some cons that you've experienced or that you... The other last, uh, I think about a week ago, some dancers came in um, from my company to the shoe. (laughs) 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 And literally I was on stage and I grabbed a dancer, threw him on stage. I jumped off stage, went in the back. My heart was like down in my stomach. I've been there for, like I said, about over a year and I've Mm -hmm. never had... Any dancers it's not come awful, in. awful, though, that you have to feel that kind of, like, it's like some shame. people feel that kind yeah. of shame uh-huh. for something that's like, man, it's just do not good. shame those bitches. They make a lot of fucking money. And they have a good time doing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not one of, and, and, you know, it's not like one of those situations where, I mean, I'm sure that some of the dancers there are downtrodden and they have things going on in their lives and, you know, whatever, whatever. But overall, I would say that uh, the crew of dancers that we have are pretty happy with their jobs and... Have other jobs. And have other jobs and do other things. I mean, like, you two are, like, perfect examples because you both have your own lives outside of it. And, you know, in, in a time where you work in, like, entertainment industry... You need something that's gonna get you from gig to gig to gig. Yeah, that's just I mean, how it works. And there's an image, you know. I mean, when you're at when I'm at the shoe, I take on, you know, that image of mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be when I'm there. Obviously, I'm not. I mean, I might incorporate some moves from the studio, but I'm looking more to be sexy. I'm mm-hmm. looking more to, um, you know, to intrigue Earn people. Earn that yeah. dollar. <laughs> I mean, I gotta get people to look at me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, While I'm on stage and they're there with their friends, have going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thinking this is a free show. You know how am I gonna get that person to get out of his chair and come over here and give me some oh, money? You know I hear I mean? you. And my thing too is like, cause you know, and I, I, there's there's like a bond between the bartenders and dancers too. Not with all the dancers, but I definitely like. Uh, Danny's one of the best ones. He will bring people to my bar and have them buy him booze and make money for my bar, which is very important too. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, it's definitely a give and take, and um, I think I think that's important too. That the the relationship that we all have is is mm-hmm. good energy to to make the place come up and make it better. You know what I mean? Um, Jared, but, didn't you audition to work at the shoe? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna work that grind hunt here. I was just like, bitch was down and out. I was just like, I'm gonna try and make this coin. But then Chris told me that there is too many... Too many white boys? Yeah, I was going to try it. There's like two. I know. Maybe he's that. And that's enough. Maybe he said there's one too many. (laughs) (laughs) One too many. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, but what made you... You Like, like, what what, what made you... I mean, yeah, you were... were, Actually, you told me about it. That's what made me... I can use it. Is it done? No, we should go first. Okay. Um, well, all right. Uh, when we, thank you. I love that. Let's keep me on point, though. Tell me when I need to take a commercial, because I'm like, I'll just keep talking. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about Jared being down on his luck and having me a stripper. Because that's fine. Uh, and also, we're going to talk to, uh, my girl crush, uh, Ms. Quirilla, Quirilla Fistalot, who is a professional dominatrix. I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
podcasts. If you want some advice, we can't guarantee it's good. Send us your questions at the Tony Soto Show, thetonysotoshow.com. So you didn't get the job with the shoe? <laughs> <laughs> You had my boat. <laughs> I don't know. I guess my little chocolate chips weren't enticing <laughs> to get me the job there. We are back with the Tony Soda Show. <laughs> and that was just my good friend Jaren, aka Shay Kool-Aid. Well, actually, when you really think about it in retrospect. You can't dance anywhere else when you work at the shoe. And since I'm running the strip as a really sexy drag queen, I guess it all goes down. You're and right. And I brought down my stuff. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, we're going to do that. Look at you trying to brush it off. And I got all salty because she can't handle a ring. Come I'm, on. I'm ashy. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right here. All right, we're going to uh, change it up a little bit. I would like to introduce Miss Quirella Fist a lot. Yes. Hi, love. Hi, Tony. Um, and you are a professional dominatrix, which True. means you make money beating people up. What is this? Exactly. What do you do? What do you do? Well, I do more than beat people. I cater <laughs> to their needs, which. <laughs> Usually involves being in some state of pain. Yeah. Now, how? What got you into this profession? Um, I think in my private life, I've always been super kinky, uh-huh. and then just like dancing, I realized I can get paid for this and have people that are more willing to hold still. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, but this, that's not all you do. What else do you do? Um, uh, like around the around town. Um, I'm also a bartender, mm-hmm. and um, I'm also a burlesque starlet. Yes, you yes. are. Yes. Now, we were talking earlier about the video that uh, Danny took place with, uh, the, the Blurred Lines video that Shea Coulee and Sandra Farallon did, and you are also in that video. I so, I mean, you work at all, all over the place. Um, is But when, when it comes to being a dominatrix, like, is that how you make your living? Um, no, it definitely, it, it helps pay my utilities, uh-huh. usually each month. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to join a commercial dungeon and get more work out of there. Yes. A commercial dungeon? <laughs> yeah. What the I hell is a commercial that. dungeon? <laughs> um, it, it's basically where you become one of their doms, and instead of um, finding all of your clients yourself, mm-hmm. they help with your ads, um, the clients come to them, and you don't have to worry about screening them. They screen the clients. They provide your security. It's like a whorehouse. Yes. <laughs> I love a whorehouse. Awesome. Now, um, is, are there multiple yes, there commercial dungeons in Chicago? Um, there's at least five that I'm familiar with. And is this something that's like underground, or is this something that yeah. you have to be involved with the community? You can, you can Google some of them. But, but they're not in a mall. Very <laughs> <laughs> It's not that commercial. You're not going to go to the subway afterwards? Like, leave and go to the subway and come back? Let's go to Starbucks. <laughs> um, so, like, what is your relationship like with your clients? Is it like a lawyer-priest where you like you, you have to keep it quiet? You know, it's like there's an anonymity to it? or um, I've had some men that, you know, will go out to a restaurant and I'll, like, piss in their cup. And then we're very public about it. Um, other... <laughs> 
A nice like, restaurant? Like a fancy Oh, one? yeah, super fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just go to the bathroom, pee, and bring back their wine glass, and that's that. And they love the public humiliation. Um, there's Most people, I'd, I'd say, are pretty private about it. I actually had a, um, a co-worker of mine that I was sessioning with, and then I started at my, my um, old day job, and I found out, oh, he's working there, too. So we had to, like, work around it. Um, I'm friends with most of my clients, though, so I, oh, really? I don't usually take work with someone that I don't like or couldn't have a good connection with. Uh-huh. Now, is it primarily men, or...? I've seen maybe two women, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's mostly a male-dominated business. Wow. Yeah. And, and what is, like... Kinkiest thing that anyone's ever. I have to know. I, I, <laughs> I have to know what the weirdest thing you did was. There's so many for personal or it's professional work. All <laughs> shit. Uh, well, personal. Recently, um, I I went to a food play party, and one of the highlights of the party, or how they market it, it was you get to fuck people with vegetables. So I was really excited to go to the party and see this like vegetable sex, even though <laughs> it's not necessarily my kink, but I love to watch yeah. this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got there, no one was having vegetable sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you left. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we have we had a whole tray of vegetables, and I was like, lima beans. So did you start snacking? Because I was like, no these food play guys they have the best like food platter layout ever i was very full when i left but <laughs> uh, i got kind of so angry. many ways i don't know how to take that i was like you know who's gonna let me fuck them with, with a vegetable because i didn't come here for nothing and... <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl <laughs> so i had this really cute boy who was like i've never done it before but i really like to try and he took a jalapeno, um, some ginger, and at the very end he took a huge sweet potato and was just so happy from it. And <laughs> I was happy, he was happy, it was a success. Um, that's lately one of the kinkiest things. You terrify me and excite me at the same time. I want to go <laughs> to one I, of these events. I'm telling you, I don't know what to do. I get nervous when I'm around her. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my flogger if she needs. She said sweet potato, like all sexy like. I was like, I don't like sweet potato. Should I get one? I love sweet potato. Now, when we come back, I want to know about my wonderful co-host's thoughts and feelings on the dominatrix world. We'll be right back. That's called a microphone. I just hit my mouth on the microphone because I was too close to it. The Tony said I should have close to the microphone. It's never loud enough, huh? <laughs> nope. I want to put my mouth on it. The Tony Soto Show. talking about the sex industry today uh and how just fucking awesome it is like it really is um 
You were saying just a second ago, Danny, that you wanted to go to one of these. Uh, I would love. I mean, I went to IML this year in Chicago. We don't have anything. Oh like my that god, I get butt clenching nervous every time I know. <laughs> I always go to IML, but I get so nervous. And I, honestly, like I'm not, I'm not into the scene, but it was so definitely something to see and definitely get you riled up, whether you're into it or not. You know what I mean? Like it still has its after effects on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely something great to see, and I, that sounds interesting. I, I want to go check something out. Like How that. perverted are you, Jaren? <laughs> I actually, you know, I'm. I don't. Would really you have a sweet potato? I mean, I can. I. I. I never say never. I'm not a fan of absolutes. I'll never say that I will never do something. But like personally, I would shame sex, you if you did. Just like, so you pers- know. I know because you have a lot of shame issues yourself. <laughs> what is it about you that makes you so nervous about kids? I don't know because you I think all red around the because I think that I might be a pervert and I don't want to. I don't want to. We all know you're a pervert. We heard you earlier. This sex show <laughs> <laughs> just freezing out. You know it's in there. You just need to let it loose. Lizzie. You need to go and have a little session with Queer Al. I'm sure bring something out of you. She brought her flower. I, yes. I heard her. I heard her. Uh, somewhat in the burlesque community, you uh, you have a drag king persona that performs. You are dating a uh, burlesque performer. Um, I've also seen you on many occasions enjoy hitting people with things. Uh, <laughs> you uh, are is this is this something that that you would entertain or you would be involved with? Like, would you be a professional dominatrix? I don't know. I mean, see, eh, you're more like a master. <laughs> I've seen Lucy beat some ass. She's really good at it. She beat my ass, but she gets real excited. Like he starts to hop when he fucks. I kind of dance. <laughs> oh, maybe I opened a door I didn't want to open. That's the thing. Like I don't think I could ever take it seriously. Like uh-huh. they're so serious. Well, yeah, that's what I would imagine. imagine. People are. I mean, this is like their sexual fetish. This is something that, because like sexual fetish is important to folks. So, I mean, I I think the reason why, because I think I would giggle and I think that I would be like, I don't, <laughs> I would feel silly. And I don't want to feel silly when I'm trying to be sexy. Well, because I mean, you say what you say. You're saying just drunk when I'm trying to feel sexy. I'm just drunk. That's why I feel sexy. One thing I'm curious, just being silly. One thing I'm curious to know, though, you said that you take care of your clients and um, what it, what like can you elaborate on that a little bit more when you say that you're taking care of their needs? Like, do you ever feel like kind of almost like a maternal relationship? Almost like you're taking, even though you're engaging in these kinks, do you feel like you're responsible in some way for their pleasure, for them to be like happy in the end? Do you feel like a lot of pressure doing that? Um, well, it's definitely like a, it's just the same as working in a Starbucks. Like, it's a customer service role. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're not going to be going to Starbucks. Like, when you have your uniform, you have your uniform, you have your equipment, you need to know how to use it, and, you know, you, you have to maintain a certain level of professionalism. Um, you know, the, the whole job is, yeah, you have to cater to mm-hmm. their needs mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, what is what they want beforehand. You have to make your negotiations. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they're happy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does involve you doing really stupid, silly shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Yeah, well, are there moments where you're like, <laughs> I don't know, I can't believe you want me to do this. I mean, yeah, 
like my first session ever I had to pee in someone's mouth which I thought meant you know okay I'm gonna stand over you I'm gonna pee no I had to sit down and I had like an inch of space between me and this dude's mouth and I was trying so hard to pee and then I got pee shy (laughs) (laughs) so I mouthed him three times and I finally peed on the third time but it's like at that point you're just giggling and I'm I'm really sorry this usually doesn't happen to me I was trying to tease him I was like no you just wait for that pee your services like is this something that you are like private about or do you have like a website or um i'm pretty private about it right now Uh um i just go to a lot of parties to promote myself and usually like i've been picking up my clientele to i've been picking up enough clientele through parties to the point where i don't have to promote Uh online right i'd like to start um if i'm going to join a dungeon i have to right um but right now I, I just left my day job, and I'm still kind of getting used to being mm-hmm. crazy cool cat. Well, let, mm-hmm. let's talk families, because, um, I mean, I think that's an important thing to uh, talk about. When we come back, we're going to talk about our families uh, and see what they think about our life choices. I know mine's thrilled. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Tony may not believe in Jesus, but he sure as hell believes in his therapist. Rich People Church at the TonySogoShow.com. We are back talking about folks that work in the sex industry. It's been a great time. I feel like my eyes have been opened even to things I don't want to see. Um, and uh, before the break, I wanted to talk about uh, our, our families and our loved ones because. Uh, I know that there are a lot of things that I've had to explain to my mother over the years <laughs> about the things and decisions that I've made. Um, and uh, she, she still thinks that it's a compliment to be like, Tony, you should have been my daughter. I'm like, eh, but I'm not. I'm your son. Um, <laughs> I'm just a cross-dresser mom. Uh, but I want to talk about um, whether your families know about what y'all do um, and how they feel about it. Anyone, all of you, go ahead. I think initially, uh, even just when I first told my family I was gay, they had all these crazy ideas about what I was doing. And that you'd ultimately end up being a stripper? A stripper, a drug (laughs) addict, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a prostitute, you know, whatever. Um, I think, I mean, I was probably accused of all of it, at least, you know, once. But, um... So are they happy that it's just that you're a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> I narrowed it down to just being a stripper. No, uh, they don't know I dance. Oh, they don't. Um, I, I was actually raised uh, by my grandparents, and so it's there's a generation gap there, which I think would make things a lot harder to explain than mm-hmm. if it was just my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, uh, I mean, it took her a full year to, I mean, be okay with the fact that I, I was gay, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. So it was like... Um, Stripper. So that's a whole. Other yeah, thing. it's a whole other thing. That, that, she knows I'm and not. It's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I don't live there. You know, I'm not even in the same state anymore. So it's kind of like you know, 
she, she knows I work at a bar. She thinks I'm a bartender at the shoe, mm. not a dancer. She thinks I work on the other side of the bar. <laughs> what about you, Frank? I mean, you've been in the business for a long time. Uh, my mom pretty much was uh, and is like uh, Carrie's mom. So, oh, so like Carrie, like, oh, yeah. like oh, we're going to you. Right. <laughs> so when, oh, when I started pull her hair and getting show. to be become an actor, I was already doing the devil's work. Really? Right. Yeah. So like, if she would, uh, if she was in the at Navy Pier and she happened to be walking by our stage, people would actually see her sitting on the on the stairs, staring away from the stage <laughs> during the entire show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so. So what about the stripper? So aspect? so. So they know that I, I, I work at a, at a strip club and uh-huh. stuff like that, but, you know, it's, I'm already at Devil's Work, so there's yeah, no way I'm already going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're already working for real. Yeah. Oh, well, my God. <laughs> what about you, Quirella? Um, nobody knows. No, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Okay. I, I started when I was 17, and I was sneaking out of the roof of my house with my aunt, and then the neighbors called the cops. And I was like, I'm just on my way to the show. I'm not stealing. Oh my gosh! So, do you, think, do you think that it's something that like it doesn't warrant any telling of them, telling them, or? Um, no, I was raised by my aunt, and she would really disown me if yeah. she had any idea. I I have um, shot a porn on her dining room table though. Oh, so, <laughs> there's some revenge there, Auntie. I, I feel like gotcha there, <laughs> and I didn't clean it up. <laughs> she never sees that porn. <laughs> She's like, is that porn? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, you know, and I think that, and I, and I mean, ultimately, um, it, it's going to always be a thing. But it, it, sex is like something that there's just such a taboo to it, and it's like it's like well, it's like when everybody poops, you know. It's like I know you can't even handle that. I don't want to talk about it. I can't. Yeah, I can't even believe I said that word. I know. <laughs> I had a breakthrough in therapy today, though, so I'm all open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> open wide. Shut show. See the audience. But I mean, it's like. There's such a stigma to it, and it's like ultimately um, you get horny. I mean, we have a friend who doesn't even masturbate. <laughs> You're such a bitch. <laughs> she does, just not all that often. Well, I mean, that's just so. That's just so. So, I mean, I'm appreciative of people who can put themselves out there, and I mean, explore their sexuality and gives give people what they what they need because i mean people will talk about the shoe being full of nasty old men and all this and all that and i just tell them y'all are just looking at your future and you don't like it (laughs) (laughs) listen i'll be the first to tell you when i reach a certain age i'm just gonna start buying it (laughs) i'm not trying to buy a new one you know i'm I'm going to try and get my trade at the most affordable price I mean, I already did buy a prostitute <laughs> once when I first moved to Chicago, and it was the worst experience of my life. Like, it was a really, I was really drunk. I left the bar. I was working at Roscoe's at the time, and I left the bar. I think I was left manhole because it was a manhole was still there. And I looked in the back of Gay Chicago Magazine. Remember Gay Chicago Magazine? <laughs> oh where they have those hookers in the back? Well, I was so drunk, and then I heard <laughs> this prostitute, and he came over, and he was, he was not nice to me. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was a really bad experience. <laughs> did you tell him to come over, and you were paying him to be nice? I did! I was like, well, no, at that point, I was just drunk. I was like, I don't really have lube, but I have lotion. It's gross. It was so great. <laughs> oh, this is the kind of shit you'll hear on the Tony Soto show, everybody, because I don't have a filter. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Um, you can catch uh, uh, Frank and Danny at the Lucky Horseshoe Lounge at 3169 uh, North Halstead uh, here in Chicago. And I'm sure we can find Quirrell somewhere. <laughs>
just be looking out for. Go to some food plate parties or something. Go to the grocery store. Look in the, look in the produce area. She's probably there looking at zucchinis. Um, so thank you so much again. Um, Jaren, thank hey, you. Hey, it's hey, always hey. fun You're to, welcome. to hang out with you. It's, like, it's like every day. You're welcome. Uh, and Miss Lucy Wack, you know I love you with all my heart. Um, and this was another episode of Tony Social. We will see you again next week. Yeah. Right. Bye. Yay. Bye. Bye.